Hey everybody, just a quick note, we had some technical difficulties for part of the recording of this episode, so for the middle section, our feature presentation segment, you'll hear the Zoom recording of our audio, which sounds like it was recorded over the internet, because it was, but back to our usual high standards after that. Enjoy! Citizen Critic is a production of iHeartRadio and Double Elvis. We're in the 20th century now? 21st. Okay. <laughs> Are we in the 21st century? Yeah. That's sad. Anyway, uh, you know, so in Your this area movie, of scientific <laughs> expertise is extremely specific. It is. Very narrow. Uh, it's, it's not nothing to do with astrology or That's not astrology. <laughs> time is not astrology. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> On this episode of Citizen Critic, filmcritic.com thinks that thing you do is too simplistic, but at least it won't keep you up at night? Also, is Tom Hanks secretly a serial killer? And later we check out the sights and sounds of the wonders hometown of Erie, PA. This is Citizen Critic. Welcome to Citizen Critic, the podcast that pays you back. Does it? No. I'm Scott Janovitz. I'm Greg Conley. And we're going to talk to you today about a movie. <laughs> it's a thing. This is a movie. Called That Thing You Do. Tom Hanks's directorial debut. Have you ever seen Tom Hanks' Twitter account? Yes. That is like, he fucking posts those like, he's crazy. One glove yeah. or like Hanks. a sock. Yeah. Hanks. <laughs> the other day I was like, imagine if fucking Tom Hanks, like our most beloved actor, mm-hmm. that was, he was actually a serial killer and he was <laughs> killing kids and just leaving like one, just taunting people. One fucking mitten. Why won't you catch me? The mom is like, I am forced to kill again and again. <laughs> I've left you all the clues. <laughs> that looks like Billy's mitten found in Central Park. <laughs> that looks like Billy's mitten. <laughs> Couldn't be Tom Hanks. To the Los Angeles Police Department. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's above board. Could it be Tom Hanks? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sarge, I just want to float this theory. I know you're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> I think this might be Tom Hanks. He's <laughs> rubbing in our faces. <laughs> it was... Susie's socks, Billy's glove. <laughs> Just flaunting it. Just absolutely fucking, rubbing our What a braggart. Fucking Susie's socks. Here's a picture of a doll. <laughs> Hanks. Him and Rita Wilson get coronavirus. Right. Rita Wilson also is hip hopping her way through of, it. Uh, of this movie. Of this, of yeah, yeah, she's that thing a, you do. Got a part in this, yeah. 
<laughs> they just they get it in Australia. Yeah. They are hanging out. Yep. She does a hip hop version on her Instagram. I didn't see that. Well, you know, it's the interesting thing about coronavirus and the Hanks Wilsons. I always knew his their son Colin Hanks. Yep. Or his son Colin Hanks. Yep. I didn't know about Chet. Oh uh, yes. Chester the, Chet is that what's the, his name? The rapper. He did a video about his parents uh, with a potentially life-threatening disease down in Australia, quarantine, and I'm sure he knew that they were doing okay, but there's still uncertainty. Shirtless. Put a shirt on, man. I know you paid a lot for the artwork. Put on, put on a mesh shirt. The tattoo mesh. At least. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to review today a review of that thing you do. Um, it's today's feature presentation this is a review (laughs) of that thing you do by christopher null of filmcritic.com it's entitled (laughs) <laughs> the place on the internet where everyone's asking, hey, where do film credits all hang out? Filmcritic.com. <laughs> Somewhere between subpar and average, it says. I mean, that's where I strive to be my entire could be life. Worse. So, yeah, could, Once again. Absolute. Could be better, could be worse. And you know what? I'm not sure it could be better. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I subscribe to that either. I have yet to see it. <laughs> be better. <laughs> <laughs> Who's truly exceptional all the time? That's not. I that think it's matter. a myth. Yeah. I need proof. Yeah. <laughs> Here's how it starts. When you're a star as big as Tom Hanks, you can do whatever the hell your heart desires. Yeah. This is a review <laughs> written by Donald Trump <laughs> under a pen name. You can do whatever the hell your heart desires. Okay. I mean, that is Grab actually. Grab him by the pussy. That is. Tom Hanks would Hanks never is, do that. That's what Tom Hanks is known for. He'd grab him by the spare mitten, is what he would do. And bury the body deep, deep in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Found this glove. Hanks. <laughs> um, yeah, you can do whatever the fucking hell your heart desires. You can do whatever you want, you Tom Hanks. Such is the lesson to be taken away from that thing you do. Hanks's screenwriting and directorial debut. Yeah. And just what is that thing you do? Well, if you don't know, you must live in a cave and a small one at that. <laughs> it's the size of the cave doesn't matter. I mean, the, the analogy is that's what it is. Living in a cave. Yeah, you live in a cave. You are cut off from the outside not. world. The title refers to the one and only hit song of The Wonders. Get it? <laughs> uh, what are we supposed to get at this point in the review? <laughs> what is he getting at? Are we supposed to... No, at think, this point, it's one-hit wonders because oh, it's not the O'Neaters thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that it that's, just says wonders. W- yeah, yeah. D-R-S. Get it? Yeah. Get it? I mean, most people would be like, no, no. <laughs> if if it. you are actually reading, I'm reading this review, and I if you are the point zero zero four percent of the population that actually proactively reads critical reviews of movies to decide whether you're going to go see it or not. This isn't just any review, Greg. This is filmcritic.com. <laughs> this is where all of them go. 
They got dot com, not dot org. You got Cisco blowing lines in the bathroom. You got Ebert puking in the corner. You got, you know, Gene Siskel just fucking dancing like a lunatic. It's Studio 54 for film critics. It's the animal house of... Or the Star Wars bar. Film yeah. Or the Star Wars bar, mostly. A more wretched hive of scum <laughs> and villainy you'll not find. That Gene Siskel bit. I went Rex back Reed alone. <laughs> Rex Reed, yeah. Ugh. Scumbag. <laughs> uh, anyway, it is a song that is repeated throughout this film over and over, in full or in part, a total of 11 times. I counted. <laughs> no shit. I'm shocked that it's as low as 11, actually, to be honest. It's, it's incredible. You that- know what song I actually love? The song, as they're coming up, the other song that they play, I can't remember what the song, it's like, it's more of a, it's just kind of a slower, swingier song. It uh, is so fucking good. There's a few that I like. Yeah. Uh, who sings it? I actually think it's Steve's, uh, Steve, Steve Zahn. Don. Yeah. Is yeah. It the, um, There's a party going on. That's exactly it. That to me is the absolute apex of that film. They're on the upswing. Everyone loves on the upswing. Yeah, the this song, that thing you do. It's just incredible to me that Hanks wrote this movie uh, with the placeholder of like this amazing song. This has to be this believable smash hit song. And Adam Schlesinger comes through for him. Absolutely phenomenal writing. Super authentic. Good shit. Hanks's ridiculously simplistic tale follows a couple of months in the lives of a small-time band from Erie, Pennsylvania, who almost by accident hit it big with their titular single. I, you know, I mean, that. I, it's just a fundamental misunderstanding of uh, the titular? world of music. <laughs> I feel like titular is one of those words, too. I would never use it in a sentence. I don't think it's that simplistic a tale. I think it's like, it's a story about a fucking one-hit wonder. It's certainly not complex, but simplistic used as a pejorative here. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can see that. (laughs) Like some, some simple tales are, are great. Yeah. This is that's a, so, this is, this Scott, is kind that's of a, so that's pretty titular of you. Oh, you're right. I, I didn't mean to be so titular. <laughs> this is listen, guys. I, I warned you at the beginning of this podcast, I was going to get titular on you. This is you know, just children out of the so, room, not so loud with the titularness. I'm just expanding in my titularity. <laughs> Uh, the cast, spearheaded by Tom Everett Scott, a young man who looks, sounds, and acts exactly like Hanks. Not fair. And even has the same first name. <laughs> I mean, that's... I just don't feel like that is worth bringing up in a fucking review of a movie. Scott plays Guys, a.k.a. Guys. Nope, he just plays Guy. Singular, guy. his name Scott is Scott. plays Guy. He plays Guys. Shades, the group's drummer, who is somehow I mean, alternately nerdy when he isn't being super cool. You haven't been paying attention to music. Oh yeah, this for is the like life. all all musicians. <laughs> it's, that's the you just described a musician right there. Yeah, and on Moody frontman Jonathan, uh, I never learned how to say his name. Jonathan Shake. 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 Frontman Jonathan <laughs> Shake, who looks downright frightening, plus <laughs> wisecracking Steve Zahn, and you've pretty much got the band. 
No, Coming you don't actually have the band. You, know, you left the, the bass player. The bass player. It's Giovanni Ribisi, the bass player. No. Well, he's to start, he's the bass player. And then it's the oh, guy that yeah, yeah, eventually yeah. joins the Marines. What's that guy's name? Uh, Ethan Embry. Is that his sure. name? Yeah, I have no idea. He was in Empire Records. He was yeah, in a couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> Jonathan Shake looked looking downright frightening. Like it's hard banks. Uh, okay. Because he's what moody, was it, I the guess? slutty Dutch boy. <laughs> uh, the sh- the shaggy Dutch boy. <laughs> that was a welcome. To a dish. rarely deployed move. Uh, that thing you do takes the wonders from playing talent shows to pizza parlors to getting them a manager to a record deal to Billboard magazine to getting go-go dancers on stage with them, which is, I guess, as high as a music career ever gets. Yeah, for some, I think it gets higher than this. Then the band breaks up and the movie is over. And then you get to go home and go to sleep with the comfort that this is not a movie that's going to keep you up at night wondering about plot twists. What movie keeps That's the mark of every single good movie, right? This guy should not review movies if, like, he goes home and they keep him up at night because of plot twists. (laughs) How many nights did he not sleep after the sixth sense? Heart heart attack at 35. (laughs) god damn it it's just a movie man like uh without any bulky plot to get in the way of his perfectly linear story hanks is free to do what he does best crack jokes like he learned on bosom buddies with then co-star and that thing you do cameo man peter scolari way to Uh, pull up bosom buddies like as a (laughs) that was literally i think the first his first big break in entertainment He's and not, by the way, not like he's ashamed of Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies, it was great. And Peter Scolari and him together in that show, it was like so funny. Yeah, yeah. Scolari gets a cameo as the host of the um, the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, oh, we're Wolfman. Wolfman, too scary. <laughs> It's funny in the same way that the aforementioned show was funny. Not witty, but good for an occasional laugh when someone falls down. <laughs> what a dick. This is a dickish review. Yeah, because Bosom Buddies was like... <laughs> it wasn't the Three Stooges. <laughs> this guy's got it in for, at this point uh, in his career, beloved Oscar-winning actor... Tom Hanks. I think that he was kind of bullshit about Bosom Buddies, actually. I think that's where the seed was planted. Uh, Yes, everything is funny in the Tom Hanks world of peaches, cream, and racial harmony. This is supposed to be 1964. I I don't know if you can blame Hanks alone for this senseless and totally obvious film that is devoid of emotion, but I hope that Hollywood takes from this the lesson that a big movie star does not a talented writer-director make, but I doubt they will. 1964, of course. If they wanted to make a movie that wasn't about a one-hit wonder, sure, you can address the simmering racial tension that led to <laughs> the civil rights movement of the late 60s. Oh, right. Uh, and also, uh, this. Um, I hope that Hollywood takes this lesson yeah uh, tom hanks playtone went on to be a, a movie studio that actually did like they did better brothers like yes successful and this movie was successful it was quite successful yeah that thing you do and yeah and, and has since become a cult favorite <laughs> yeah he's this guy's hoping 
I hope you learned your lesson, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. The, this movie certainly has flaws, but if you just accept it for what it is, which is not a super deep movie, it's a movie about relationships. It's yeah. a it's kind of a romantic comedy in a way. It's not, um, it's not really, but uh, <laughs> you know, if if there's anything beyond the surface story, it's the romantic intent yeah. behind the scenes. I will say the, the fact that he hopes Hollywood takes the lesson. It, like lesson learned about Tom Hanks as a producer, director, yeah. writer. Again, I think we as a country are letting him get away with being a serial killer. So yeah, honestly, I, we have movie. bigger fish to fry with Tom Hanks. <laughs> if you think this movie should have stopped him, <laughs> we are way behind that curve, my friend. No, <laughs> this only fueled his appetite <laughs> for preying on children. Yep. Well. Not just, you know, just whatever. Allegedly. Hands on. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. I'm just saying he, he's daring us to catch him. Here's a, here's a dirty sock. <laughs> Thanks. What's it doing in the middle of this swamp? Honestly, thank God Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson are okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're telling the truth here. Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. America, out there. <laughs> I'm here to tell you the truth about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, Ray Wilson, come back to California all healed. That's what they're saying. There's got to be some community board that was just like, that mitten looks awful familiar. (laughs) In all fairness, that thing you do is a pleasant film for a brain-dead matinee, and the theme song (laughs) is a catch tune that gets your foot tapping quickly. Oh, yeah. I am alien. (laughs) (laughs) I understand how humans... Listen to music. Pleasant film, perfect for brain dead matinee. <laughs> Theme song is catch tune that gets you foot tapping quickly. And while the smile, movie, smile, teeth, teeth. <laughs> and while the movie, like the song, has a nice beat and you can dance to it, why settle for this single when you can get a double CD's work of fun or intrigue in the theater next door? No, what's playing in the worth, theater next door? Worth of fun. Yeah. Work of fun. When did this movie come out? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I feel like it was 97. Uh, no, it was before that. It was probably 96. <laughs> I mean, come on. What? what? I, I, that's the same answer. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I mean, no. Okay. I, think it was, I think it was 96, not 97. Well, it is 96, but there's no difference. Between All right. Well, you, you know, I accept your apology. <laughs> it's fucking unreasonable. It's time for our Citizen Critics segment. Uh, We have some IMDb user reviews of the film, That Thing You Do. This first one says, sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Horny Pimp 7712 (laughs) says. (laughs) It's a lot of horny pimps. (gasps) One out of two stars. So many horny pimps on IMDb. Uh, 7111? No. No. All right, seven one one two. I feel seven seven one two. If you're in law enforcement, go to IMDb. There's a lot of horny pimps over there. <laughs> Seems like some ripe finds. Yeah, for as, the, uh, as a career that is illegal <laughs> and frustrating, horny pimp. 
Oh it's yeah, like God, curious scientist. Yeah. Like, you're never going to be satisfied. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's ever right. Don't get high off your own supply, horny pimp. <laughs> July the year two thousand. Oh, simpler times pre nine eleven. God, this movie is boring. <laughs> <laughs> totally a pre nine eleven take, by the way. <laughs> It is the worst Tom Hanks show I have ever seen. <laughs> it's a movie. It's not a television show. <laughs> the first part of the film is enjoyable, but after the first 20 minutes when they go to the big city, it starts to kill you in boringness. <laughs> city slickers. Uh, final word on this is a dumb movie. <laughs> Half a star out of uh, four that is not the way this rating system works at all. <laughs> right. And this is IMDb. You gave it a one out of ten. <laughs> you already said so. Half a star out he, of four. You have to check a star. He wrote he rated it one star out of ten. But then he needed to clarify that I used he wanted to rework the entire star. Yeah, in my heart of hearts, this is a half a star <laughs> out of four. <laughs> if I had my druthers. <laughs> This would be a four-point rating system, and you'd get a half. Just stay with the assigned rating system. They're it's always trying a... to change it. Here's another one entitled, I Do That Thing I Do. This is by user uh, Suckage2510. <laughs> July 2010. Two out of ten stars. Huge <laughs> cast. Many popular stars today may be at the start of their career. <laughs> <laughs> Liv Tylor and Charles Charlize Theron. OMG, they literally look like dolls. <laughs> so creepy. Especially Charlize. They look like dolls. I want to keep in my spare bedroom at my mom's house. <laughs> and two of my favorites, Steve Zahn and Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> Which is outside of the women that I'm clearly planning to murder and stuff and keep in my mom's they basement. They look like dolls. It's a movie about a small town band trying to make it out in the big time. Well, it's just a simple journey every band has to go through, to, so to speak. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Basically, as I see it, it's all just four guys playing their only hit single throughout the movie like a thousand times? Yeah. Question mark? So I feel like he, you're oversimplifying how hard it is to have a hit single. That's not easy. It's not... Uh, but just a bunch of young guys and a girl like, in a van with a hit single <laughs> beloved by millions of screaming teenagers? Ho-hum. I think at some point the whole one hit wonder thing became like, well, we've all had a one hit wonder. Sure, I've had a one no. hit wonder. You've had a one hit wonder. <laughs> no, and you no, all says everybody gets one hit wonders. The reason I don't get that much of a kick out of this movie is maybe because I'm not fifty. <laughs> Fuck off. I enjoyed this when I was twenty-two years old. Yeah, of course. People Tom Hanks' age must get to drive down the memory lane watching this one. <laughs> oh, the memory lane. Sometimes I drive down the memory the lane. The memory lane. No, not that memory lane. You know the one. Yeah. Oh, take a left at Bad Dream Alley. Too bad I can't feel it. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's referencing in that one. 
I can't feel it. Too bad. I can't, I can't feel it. Staple gun, hot glue gun, any gun. I can't feel it. <laughs> Too bad. I have no feelings. <laughs> well, BTW, if you think about it, the modern equivalent to this movie would be a movie about the Jonas Brothers. I don't think that's a logical conclusion if you think about it. but Only they are still popular. It's like, yeah. We, we got the point of the movie. Did you? <laughs> They're, them not still being popular is part of the movie. Still, but still live, Tyler makes it watchable. I wanted hey. to see more Charlize Theron. <laughs> Charlize Theron. Uh, moving on to Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Rotten Tomatoes user reviews. This is a scale of one to five. Here's one. Josh W., November 21st, 2010. I remember it as being okay. Two out of five. They approach it as like a man on the street interview. Like yeah. Rotten Tomatoes came up yeah, to them. It's like, like, yeah, it's like the onion section where they do man on the street <laughs> interviews. Yeah. Pete B., January 20, uh, 2009. A big blockbuster of the time, but just average in my opinion. The acting and dialogue is flawed at times, though <laughs> everyone tried to do their best. Oh, the misspellings. <laughs> Did they? Did they try to do their best? <laughs> a couple of things. Wasn't a huge blockbuster at all. Not a big blockbuster. <laughs> it was a nice little film yeah. that they made for not a lot of money. Yeah. That, for its you know, budget, it did very well. Yeah. And everyone tried to do their best. It's like, what are you giving up? Participation trophies? <laughs> Most improved. Liv Tyler is cute, though not in too much of the film. <laughs> what? In all of the film. This is probably one of the worst tome. <laughs> one of the worst tome Hanks film I've seen, but thanks to the music, mostly period tunes. Peroid. <laughs> mostly peroid <laughs> tunes. And comical antics of the band. This is uh, this isn't as bad as Hanks's. Worst film, Joe versus the Volcano. Um, fucking true. Pete, Pete B, B, shove it up your fucking ass. <laughs> Obviously, you're spelling like everything about the re this review says. Yeah, brain damage. Stay away from me. I'm a brain dead human being. Yeah, yeah. it's Joe versus the Volcano was a delight, my friend. A nonstop joy fest. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, Darren V, on the other hand, on yeah. October 30th, 2008, wrote, I went to see this from my first date. Half a star out of five. I don't know that that was for the date or if that was. I'm pretty sure that was for the date. I don't think that was for the movie. Oh, you can get a hat. You can do a half out of five on. Uh, yeah, yeah. On. On. Yeah. RT. Here's one. <laughs> Brian S says uh, this is 2008. Also a half. Out of five. Although Tom Hanks gives another great performance, the script is mediocre and the rest of the cast, with the exception of Steve Zahn, deliver <laughs> below average performances. Delivered this film, Steve Zahn, for a lot of users. Loved him. With more cons than pros, that thing you do represents everything that I hate about cliche, predictable films. <laughs> Although sometimes that works for me, but only when the film is directed and acted well and is the right genre for me, i.e. Titanic. <laughs> that is, sir, you have shown your hand. Buddy, you have a pair of deuces. <laughs> please, next time, lead with that so I can skip the rest. 
Overall, I give the film two stars. Barely. No, you didn't. You gave it a half a star. <laughs> he says he gives it two stars. Yeah, barely. You yeah. fucking liar. <laughs> we can you, see right above that you're fucking lying. On record as a half a star, my friend. You piece of shit. I love that he says it represents everything that I hate about cliche, predictable films. Although sometimes that works for me, he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, sometimes I like it. I.e., Titanic, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Heart of the sea. Overall, I give the film two stars. Barely. Barely does not mean what you think it means. <laughs> Let's move on to citizen critic reviews of... Uh, Things from Erie, PA. Erie, PA. Round one at the Mill Creek Mall in Erie, PA. Lori G <laughs> from Buffalo, New York says two out of five. I have been to multiple. What is round? What's a round one? I don't know. She gets to it. Okay. <laughs> I've been to multiple round ones. I've been the to multiple round ones across the country. When I heard there was one opening only two hours from where I lived in Buffalo. <laughs> two hours I guess is when a you're I guess when you live in Buffalo, two hours is not a long way. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I was excited. You can you can go two hours and still be in Buffalo. <laughs> no, you can go forty minutes and be in Toronto. Like this is <laughs> if you Buffalo's... go in one direction. If you go in another direction, <laughs> you're still in Buffalo. Fucking two hours. And it's snowing. <laughs> I was excited and counted down the days since the announcement last fall. Oh, so sad. So fucking I don't know what round tragic. one is, but Lori whatever it G. is. Unless it's a it's a code for it's another a city, straight up <laughs> sex pleasure dome. <laughs> I was very excited to get there. I I was literally counting down the days. <laughs> oh, to get out of Buffalo and go to fucking was, Erie. Maybe my expectations were too high when I attended their <laughs> grand opening, but I was disappointed. <laughs> I. They were definitely too high. After all that, I, I was disappointed. <laughs> they specialize in having a majority of their arcade focused around oh, Japanese rhythm games. <laughs> it's so specific. Those fucking dummies. Goddamn arcade amateurs. Well, but I mean, I think this is, she's been to many round ones. What kind of operation is this? However, at least 50% of their games at their grand opening were not working. <laughs> there wow. was also a handful of games that were offline, and they were missing prominent games that are staples at all round ones. <laughs> at least half of the games were not working. Right. And then there was a handful of games that were offline, which right. I also assume means not working. Just not plugged in as opposed <laughs> yeah. to broken. Broken and not plugged yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. With all that being said, I still had a good time, and that alone would not have brought my rating down. Hold on. Two out of five. The food is more like bar food. <laughs> Chicken at the arcade, yeah? The Chicken end, fingers, the french fried pizzas. I tried to order a uh, veal marsala. <laughs> no go. Are the snails fresh? What brings my review to a two-star <laughs> rating is the staff. 
I understand this was their grand opening, but the staff was not helpful or educated when asking questions, and some were downright rude. One staff member accused us of hogging the machine we were playing. We went with a group of about eight people people. and spent a great deal of money there. Mm. (laughs) I don't, that's playing Japanese rhythm games. A great deal. Packed up the Ford Focus. We're going to Erie. Sell everything. We're going to Erie. (laughs) We expect a little more customer service and friendly gaming type atmosphere. Hopefully during our next visit, the staff will be more accommodating. We're coming back. Definitely making the two hour It's so close to home. How could we not? Here's another one of the same place. This is Michael S. in Buffalo also. (laughs) Fucking Buffalo. (laughs) Making the trip. Where else are you going to go? The arcade was really fun and food was pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Those chicken fingers. Oh, oh, them buffalo wings. (laughs) They pretty. Keep in mind, this is one, one out of five stars. He starts out with, the arcade was really fun. Hard stop if you're reviewing an arcade and it was really fun. It's their only job in life. The arcade was fun and the food was pretty. The fact that the food was pretty should at least bring it to a two-star review. Well, you'll have to hear the issue here. But unfortunately, I ran into the issue where I lost (laughs) two game cards, and since I bought them both from the kiosk, the game card numbers weren't on the receipt. Oh, that issue. (laughs) That issue that is so amazingly You know how it goes. It's so the issue that's so specific to your experience on that day. The arcade was fun and the food was pretty, but I got a cold two days later. The manager was unable to help, so I ended up losing out on 300 credits, around $60. <laughs> that credit system seems expensive. <laughs> He says, uh, I ended up spending a total of $120 while I was there, so losing out on half of what I paid for was pretty annoying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Was planning to come back the next day, but unfortunately I can't afford to waste any more money. (laughs) That's That's what you would have been doing in any event. It's an arcade. Yeah. It's a fucking arcade. Come on. I feel like Buffalo needs an intervention. If you're the mayor of Buffalo, you should realize that your citizens are driving to Erie, Pennsylvania for entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. See if you can get a franchise. Just so you know. Get a round one in there in Buffalo. Oh, god damn it. They love the round ones. Traveling two hours to go play video games. You can play video games at home. Here's a review from Gabby H. One out of five stars. Gabby is from Blonox, PA. (laughs) Horrible. Horrible. This place is expensive. Some huh? games are in a foreign language. The claw machines are rigged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're fucking rigged. They're so fair everywhere else. Some look like the stuffed animals wouldn't even fit in the hole to get them. <laughs> You're catching on, Gabby. You are catching on to the carny games. I usually win something from the claw machine. I won not one thing. I spent $30 here. Throughout my whole time there, I got three tickets. I don't recommend going here. 
Better off going to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> I won not one thing. I spent thirty. She spent thirty dollars at the claw machine. Going back to another claw machine at Dave and Buster's. Here's Ugly Tuna Tavern, <sighs> Erie, PA. Yelp reviews: Ugly Tuna Tavern, Slippery Rock, PA. <laughs> well, Tom is from Slippery Rock. Tom S. Slippery Rock, PA. <laughs> right. Uh, I tried to give this place no stars again, yep. but it would, it wouldn't let me. It's like, I tried, I tried to hack it. <laughs> yeah. I wrote code. I, I went to, I went to school to learn to write C++. It wouldn't let me do it. Garbage. This place was disgusting. I had a birthday that we spent at Prisque Isle. Yeah, I'm not sure what that has to do with. Prisque Isle. We enjoyed the day and picked this tavern to celebrate a a quick dinner. I just want to reiterate, the name of the restaurant is Ugly Ugly Tuna Tuna. Tavern. Yeah. The food was gross to begin with. (laughs) Sloppy sandwiches, bitchy waitress, and I felt their feeling... I felt there feeling sick to my stomach. (laughs) The ladies that work there treated people like shit, and the last beer I ordered came with lipstick on the glass. That happens. (laughs) I mean, well, I mean that. That happens. Come on, you know. I told the bitchy waitress about it, but the $6 price on a Miller Lite draft was never taken off my bill. Six Six dollars for a Miller Lite draft, question mark? I mean... Does he think it's high? Yes. So, <laughs> I think that's pretty high for a Miller Lite. In Erie, PA. Yeah. All right. You would expect a little, a little bit of a break. On yeah. The, no, on I guess in uh, domestic in shitty. Beard. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. No, ugly tuna man. You pay the price. Like, I mean, this place was a disgrace, and if you visit Erie and want to try this place. Be forewarned. <laughs> By the name of the fucking establishment. Be forewarned. They called it Ugly Tuna. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. Let's go to Ugly Tuna. <laughs> hey, uh, want to go to that seven-day-old egg salad place? Oh, it's yeah. out in the edge of the city? Yeah. Oh, my God. Expired egg salads is my most favorite restaurant. <laughs> <gasps> Stings the nose when you sniff it. Acrid. <laughs> Acrid. Andrew R., two out of five stars. First, let me say I was excited for some reason to try the place out. <laughs> Decent bar and grill atmosphere. The bar and grill food looked good. But I did something I shouldn't have done. <laughs> I ordered the tuna tacos at the ugly tuna. The tuna was ugly indeed. <laughs> I thought they were I thought they were being cute. I thought they were making a joke, but they weren't. The taste was horrible. <laughs> I love that these guys opened a restaurant and they were just like, what are we terribly cooking? Come come see us at the mealy porridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our pop-up restaurant. Spoiled cocoa van. <laughs> Where do you go for breakfast? Uh, the desiccated egg. The taste was horrible, and some bites tasted downright foul. 
Everyone else had great meals, typical bar fare, but avoid the tuna. It is ugly tuna after all. Lesson learned. I don't think the name of the restaurant. Overall, good spot by the park. Just don't get too exotic on the menu. (laughs) Exotic. Tuna fish is too exotic. Don't get too exotic. (laughs) Plymouth Tavern, Erie, PA. I mean, this this was just great because it was a girl that had moved away from Mary and was clearly, like, live-tweeting her club experience, and she's fucking shocked at how cheap everything is. The three olives, cherry vodka, and Diet Coke equals two seventy five. <laughs> what? <laughs> I exclaimed when my friend Kayla, we used to work together at another bar in Erie years ago, handed me my drink from behind the bar and let me know how much it was. <laughs> it's Erie. Welcome back, Kristen. <laughs> Kayla screamed. Oh, yeah, it is cheap to drink in Erie. Wanna believe I was charged seven fifty for that same drink at a near dive bar in San Diego about a week ago. <laughs> Do you not realize how different economies work across the country? What? <laughs> a three olives cherry vodka and diet coke. Yeah. You should be paying you to drink that. It's eerie. Welcome back. Welcome Kristen. back, Kristen. Kayla screamed from behind the bar. Kristen was immediately just like, oh, wait, I forgot. That's right. I fucking hate Eerie. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. I forgot. Eerie sucks. She says Plymouth is a down-home, no-frills bar, and it's the place to be on Mondays. Quarter draft special (laughs) from 8 p.m. to close. In case you're curious, the place to be on Mondays in Eerie is the Plymouth. Where they're serving drafts. 275 vodka, vodka drinks Cokes. and Ugh. quarter drafts. <laughs> this can't be illegal. <laughs> Mondays and Thursdays. On Thursdays, it's dollar and dollar fifty imported beer special from nine to eleven. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. In fact, Plymouth was wall-to-wall sardine-packed last night, Monday, despite the fact that, A, it's a pretty large space, and B, it's the time between Christmas and New Year's, and three, (laughs) most of the local (laughs) college students are out of town. (laughs) All right, so just so you know. A, B, and three. uh, That is, I'm going to address B, Uh, the fact that it's the time between Christmas and New Year's, that's, That's a pretty popular the, time yeah, for, for your hometown uh, <laughs> bar to be packed. Yeah. yeah. Plymouth has sprawling space in different areas to chill, including a nice little patio out back. Parentheses. Though the patio is really nice in the summertime. Arrive early to grab a table out there on busy nights. It's certainly no place to be in December in Erie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What? Why? (laughs) Not where you want to be. Last night, however, was so packed that finding a spot to hang out simply meant searching for two square feet of unoccupied floor space anywhere. Mm, Sounds great. Yeah, this is a great recommendation. (laughs) Diverse crowd, multiple bars, free popcorn out of a machine. A paint bucket full of loose shrimp in the middle of the dance floor. You can see the heat waves rising from it. (laughs) distorts the air you actually eat a shrimp and you can just hear your butt cheeks go (laughs) it's like the moans that uh, jacob marley makes in a christmas (laughs) carol 
Um, free popcorn out of a machine. Just jam your fucking disgusting hand in there and <laughs> yep, grab some popcorn. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to make it out of this COVID thing unscathed. <laughs> Ground zero in Erie, PA. <laughs> awesome jukebox. Last night, my friend Dave and I arrived to the sound of, <laughs> of all things, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Oh, that does sound awesome. It's <laughs> an awesome jukebox. Oh, the wow. hallmark of an awesome jukebox is the Spice Girls track. <laughs> This is um, partially in honor of the late, great Adam Schlesinger of Fountains of Wayne, who composed the Oscar-nominated theme song, the central song, integral to the plot. Fountains of Wayne was that band that I loved in the 90s, mid to late 90s. Yep. When they for, you know first sort of came up. And I loved a lot of bands that eventually, for one reason or other, they sort of drop off. They either break up, they do solo stuff, they do their thing. Right. And in Fountains of Wayne, years later, he wrote this massively popular Stacy's Mom that was just like... Right. Huge hit. Their biggest hit. Yes. I just think that's, that's really well done, you know? Yeah. Like to be... Phase yeah. two of your career, or phase yeah. three, maybe. Yeah, some bands have had that. Uh, Not a Surf comes to mind as a band yeah. who... Yeah, uh, yeah, they kept working. Yeah, and, and would spike in popularity every once in a while. Yeah, they right ahead. Good, good career. But it's extraordinarily sad that there's no Adam Schlesinger anymore. To, yeah. You know, Ivy, like, he, there were so right. many good projects that he did. He was just a great songwriter. Great songwriter, great musician. Everyone, maybe go back and listen to some Fountains of Wayne, but also, if you don't know Ivy, highly recommended, along with uh, Adam's other project, uh, Tinted Windows. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, shoot us a message if you have suggestions for movies or TV shows, etc., that you think you'd like to hear us tackle here. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes, and we'll talk to you next week. Citizen Critic comes to you from Double Elvis and is executive produced by Jake Brennan of Disgraceland. It was created by Jake, Greg Conley, and me, Scott Janowitz. I also composed and recorded the music, and I engineer and edit the show. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.